Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Happy 2023. Hope you had a great New Year's celebration, and let's make this year an amazing one for all of us. Today, we are excited to have Jen join us from out in Maryland. She is Len's better half, who you see in our live chats as we record on Mondays. And we talk about their trip to Walt Disney World just a few weeks ago. They went down to take in all the holiday festivities at Walt Disney World. We talk about staying in a boardwalk villa and the fun that was had over there. They also prepared lots of meals in the villa and talked about some tips. If you ever wanted to cook during your Disney vacation to save some money, to save some time, to eat a little bit healthier... Uh, Jen gives us lots of tips on that as far as preparing meals and getting ready to go. We go over a lot of the storytellers over at Epcot during the festival of the holidays, because if you're heading down next year, she's going to give you the ones not to miss when they come back. We also talk about Mickey's not or Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Some of the highlights and strategies for that. Also, we get into a lot of the seasonal and non-seasonal live entertainment around the parks, why that's so special. We talk great meals at places like California Grill and Three Bridges and Boma, and we also talk a lot of Disney snacks and some miscellaneous thoughts as well. Lots of fun Disney talk to start not only your week, but your year. Let's make it a great one. Don't forget our show today brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2216 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, for BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy New Year to you. Welcome to 2023. It's amazing. We started the show back in 2008, and here we are starting the year 2023 on the podcast. So glad to have you here, and uh, let's make this year incredible. Set some goals, you know, and, and let's chase those down over the next 364-ish days and just uh, make every day count, you know, even if you don't, uh, you know, go after New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. Let's just kind of all get together to make every day the best it can be. And to just make every day count, let's do that. And let's make it a great year. And I'm so glad you're here and I hope you had a wonderful holiday season and uh, great New Year's celebrations. And I hope my football teams won on uh, New Year's Eve. We'll have to see because we're recording this a little bit early, but we're going to have a fun trip report as we do here on Mondays. And we're headed out Maryland way with a very recent trip report. This one's going to be a lot of fun. So we have Jen joining us from out in Maryland. Jen, happy new year. Thanks for joining us today. Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. So glad to have you. So uh, how do you guys ring in the New Year out at uh, towards the East Coast out in Maryland? Is there, are there any kind of fun traditions out your way? I mean, have lobster rolls or anything? I mean, it's so stereotypical. It's like, it's like you should tell me, do you guys just eat toasted raviolis? You know, we don't. Yeah. But what do you guys do? Len and I don't. We're not. We're not late night people. So the the New Year rolls in, and we wake up the next morning and go, Happy New Year. 
I'm the same way. I mean, I eat dinner at four o'clock. At 10 o'clock, I feel like it's midnight. You know, and I, I'll be honest, I do try to, you know, I try to keep my cool dad card by staying up with the girls until midnight. And it's a struggle because that's like the only night of the year that I will, maybe once or twice otherwise. But I'm telling you what, man, it is the, that. That is what we don't go out anymore. That's just not going to happen. You know, well, the good news is here's the good news, though. And you might not realize this being on the East Coast because we're in the central time zone is that we can kind of cheat because all the national coverage rings in the new year with the East Coast. Right. So if we're watching any of the CNN or, you know, ABC or any of those big shows. You know, we're counting it down, but it's only 11 o'clock here. <laughs> so we're good. You know, it's like, well. It'll be the same in an hour. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, happy new year. And uh, so glad to have you. And if you don't know, uh, Len is always in our chat with us as we record live on Mondays. He's always there. Good friend of the show. And uh, just glad to have you both uh, be able to share your uh, your trip with us. Yeah, we had we had a great time. We were just out there a couple of weeks ago. We were out the first week of December. The goal for the trip was to see all of the holiday festivities, uh, the, the decorations that everybody had put out, uh, go to World Showcase and listen to all the different storytellers in each of the different countries. And so it really wasn't to, you know, to ride rides and, uh, and do all the normal stuff that you would do when you go to Disney. It was really focused on uh, the atmosphere for the holidays. That's a great idea, you know, because there's so much extra stuff going around, going on around the holidays down at Walt Disney World that, you know, the attractions are kind of, for me, I, I feel the same way, you know, they're kind of like supplemental, you know, oh, well, hey, we could jump on this ride, you know, to kill some time in between seeing a live performance here or, you know, going to visit a resort there, you know, or going to have, have this, well, let's be honest, let's have this awesome snack during the holidays, I mean, it's, it's what it's about for me, but let me ask you this kind of before we dive into like where you stayed in the details of everything you guys did. What's your background with Disney? Like, uh, you know, how, how long have you been going? How did you fall in love with the place? And, and what's kind of your backstory and some of your favorites? Um, we didn't go down together until uh, after we were married. And it was it was our honeymoon, but it was actually several years later. Um, our daughter was one at that point. So we've been married uh, three or four years and we left her at home with the grandparents. And so we went down to Disney and that would have been around 1988, I guess. And I counted up all the trips and this was our 18th trip. We've gone down just the two of us. We've gone down with uh, our kids when they were young. Um, and just, we were out there just uh, 14 months ago, October of 21 with our kids, their spouses, their kids, and had a whole big family uh, reunion, so to speak, down there uh, not a little more than a year ago, but this time it was just us with this one purpose in mind, see the holiday stuff. Let me ask you one thing before we dive into this trip, because I always like to get people's perspective on this. Is there, is there something from the past? Cause you've gone for quite a while and you've had quite a few trips. Is there something you wish you could bring back that, that has a little nostalgia for you? I mean, it doesn't have to be some headliner. It could be something that you may just have a personal connection with because, you know, it was like the first ride with a, with a child or, you know, a special event this you know, happened while you were on that attraction. Is, it, is there anything like that that you, or just something that was your favorite that's not there anymore? When we went down, I guess at the millennial, um, when they were, had, uh, they had all the extra countries down in world showcase uh, at the turn of the uh, millennium. And they had this really um, amazing parade with these uh, mm -hmm. puppeteers. Um, and that was just a phenomenal parade. And I wish that they would continue to do that one. That was just a really good parade. 
But honestly, one of my, <laughs> this is kind of sad. One of my favorite trips was when we went in uh, 2007, we went down the week of Christmas and everybody in the family got sick except me. <laughs> but they did it all at different times. It was like 24 hour breaks. Uh, so first Matthew was sick. And so Len stayed back at the hotel with him. And Lisa and I had one-on-one -on -one time in the parks to do just what you know she wanted to do. And I could really focus on making her happy. And then she got sick. So I had one-on-one -on -one time with Matthew. And um, and so I never got sick. So I I had I had a good trip, but uh, but I really enjoyed that one-on-one -on -one time I had with each of the kids that you really, when you're going down with the family, you really can't, you know, plan for. I, I've actually heard that from, from more guests than you might imagine where situations have, have arisen like that, where something's popped up. One parent has had to stay with one child. So it becomes more of like a one-on-one -on -one situation. Like, okay, I'll take the other child and we'll go for half a day. And they end up coming back saying that was the best time ever because, you know, it looked like it was going to be a tragedy at the time. You know, it was very stressful that this came up, but what it did was it afforded us an opportunity to get to bond for, you know, three, four, five hours at a place that we love. And, you know, five years later, they're still talking about that day because, you know, they thought they'd be traveling around as a group of five, group of six. And, you know, it was like dad and daughter, you know, or mother and son, you know, or what have you. And it was, uh, yeah, I, I hear that more than you think. And so it, it's good news, right? We're going into a new year. So just look at, you know, sometimes a negative can turn around into a positive. So if, if something like this happens, let's, let's hope it does turn into something like that. And I'm totally with you on that parade, Tapestry of Nations. That was the greatest around the millennium, but over at Epcot, it was it brought World Showcase Promenade to life. You would watch that parade, then it would lead right into Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. And I'm telling you what, it was the perfect evening. I, you just, you, in my opinion, you could not beat it. So. We yeah, are that was, that right was the best parade ever. Yeah. <laughs> We're right there. Okay. So let's talk about your trip. You guys stayed at the boardwalk. Oh my gosh. We, yeah, I love we stayed at the boardwalk villas. And I should preface this whole thing with saying that um, I have a medical dietary restriction. And so um, ever since that hit me, which is now many years ago, um, we've had to stay at the villas because my wonderful husband has to cook for me because I don't cook. <laughs> Good for <laughs> so, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, so we, so we stay at the villas where we can have a, a stove, a full kitchen and everything. And we plan on only one meal um, a day in the parks. And it has to be a, um, a table service ADR so that I can talk to the chef and explain my needs and things. And um, uh, so that's why we're staying at the villas. And the beach or the boardwalk is Len's favorite. He, he, both of us love the Epcot resorts because of the location, walking distance to Epcot, walking distance to Hollywood Studios. Um, but uh, his is the boardwalk. He likes to get the height. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yes. this time we were actually on the first floor. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, my favorite actually is the beach club. I just love the atmosphere of the beach club. And of course you get the pool. Yes. You, can't, you can't beat the pool there. Um, so we kind of trade back and forth uh, between the two when we go down, but this time it was, it was the boardwalk and, um, it's, I mean, you can't, you can't beat the deluxe resorts. They are just wonderful. So comfortable and luxurious. And, um, the views are usually outstanding. Um, and this time, like I said, we, we were on the first floor. So we uh, are, we looked out at the, the this little lake between mm -hmm. us and, um, uh, I guess the parking lot was a little bit farther beyond, but you really couldn't see it. Um, and 
you know, we, we saw turtles out there and um, heron and squirrels. So that was kind of fun. It was almost having a, like a little savannah like they have out of the um, animal kingdom. <laughs> I like the way you think. It was almost a savannah view at, at the boardwalk. Uh, just squirrels and turtles. That, 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 I love your perspective. That, that's very positive. <laughs> I'm going to crack up about that for like two days when I think about this. because that's exact. I'm going to tell people when I book them at the boardwalk, I'm like, you know what? You got a savanna view. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? I'm at the boardwalk. I'm like, oh, it's turtles, squirrels, you know, heron. Listen, listen to episode 2216. I'll explain it. Anyway. Okay. So uh, one other thing though. So I love to ask people who are basically who have experience and they're experts. Cause I don't have, you know, a lot of experience with a lot of things, but when I have guests on like you, so you, you guys cook in the, in the villa often, and I wonder how many guests stay in the villas and never take advantage of, you know, the kitchenette or the full kitchen if they're in a larger unit. Do you have any tips for like getting your groceries or actually preparing meals while you're on vacation? Like, how do you make it work with your time? Cause you don't want to spend a ton of time in there doing your meals. I mean, have you made it efficient? Have you made it fun? Have you made it work for you guys now that you probably have a system? Yeah, um, we have a, a, a fairly large size cooler with um, these ice packs, not, not, the, not the little blue ice packs. These are major ice packs um, that will keep it really cold for 24 hours. And so Len will do some cooking prior that is easy to you know, package up and put in the cooler. And then, of course, it has to go as, as um, uh, checked luggage. It has to do that. And, um, you know, you don't pack anything in glass or anything like that. But he also makes a list. He has he he has in advance what we're going to have for each day. So we um, when we get to, to Florida, we use Tiffany Town Cars, mm-hmm. and they're wonderful. They uh, and you're able to make a stop at a grocery store on your way to the resort, and they have no problem with that. Um, and because Len has it all planned out, we get in and out of Publix just um, I mean in minutes. <laughs> I gotta stop you for one. Please tell me that. I don't know if you can have one, but Len at least got a pub sub. That That's like my favorite thing on earth. Maybe it's because we don't have Publix around here, but those things are the greatest. Oh, no, so he's good. never tried that. Like I said, we get, we're in and we're out. You know? <laughs> it's worth it. Not that it doesn't take that long to get them. I'm telling you what, I had my first one last year at Marathon Weekend and I'm heading down, you know, and, and just over uh, later this week, actually. And Scott and I just text back and forth about how many days until we get a pub sub. We're not worried about the races. We're not worried about the rides. We're worried about going to Publix and getting a pub sub. Chicken tenders. Well, next time we go down, we'll have to do that. We'll have to pick up a pub sandwich there uh, while we're there. Because <laughs> normally we, we're, getting, we're getting eggs, we're getting, we're getting chicken, you know, anything that needs to be fresh, we're getting there and we're headed right back out to the car because we got a driver waiting. You know? Yeah, no, I get you. No, I get you. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, this, it's that good. It's, it's an emergency. Um, but so, it's, but you guys, you get, you really do a lot of the, so planning is the key because you know exactly what you're going to have. You know, the ingredient, you, you bring most of it, but you get the other fresh stuff you need and then you just kind of stock up and so what about cooking though when it comes time to cook i mean just no problem you just kind of yeah right there yeah i i, I would recommend anyone who's in a villa to always get break to just make your own breakfast it's just faster it's cheaper um and as a as a general you're not heading to the bakery and getting all of the uh, delicious oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the fattening uh and sugary foods so you can make a you can make a a good healthy filling breakfast with proteins and things um, and it's quick and easy. I mean, you know, bacon and sausage and, and hash browns and, and eggs. And, I mean, it's quick stuff. It's, it's relatively quick and it's not going to you know keep you from getting to the park any later than you normally would because breakfast tends to be pretty fast. So I would recommend everyone uh, who is making use of a villa to do that at, at the minimum. 
Yeah. Um, and then um, we tend to we we tend to do our ADRs for dinner time, and so um, you know we'll go out into the parks, we'll stay until lunchtime, come back and uh, do a lunch, and then chill in the early part of the afternoon and just get that break. Um, and this is even better when when you know when it's really hot and you're out in the summertime, you really need that break at the heat of the day, um, and so you can make a nice leisurely lunch at back in the villa. Um, hang out at the pool or whatever, and then head back into the parks and uh, do the, the do the ADR there. I know people don't, you know, there are a lot of people who don't like to leave the park um, because it does it, it does take time to leave the park, get back to the resort, and you know. But um, we it works for us. Well, especially because you guys did spend you know some time in Epcot Beach Boardwalk Yacht. You know, you're mm-hmm. right there. You can just walk right out there. and you're yeah. you're in your room. Um, yeah, good call. So great tips there for folks that are going to, you know, possibly dine. Because, I mean, we didn't mention the big thing. You can save a lot of money that way, too. I mean, it saves you time. It saves you money. It is. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a pass. It is almost a crime against humanity to not go to the Boardwalk Bakery. Or I guess it's the Boardwalk Deli now. Whatever I'll give you a pass. It's the holiday still, you know, at the very end of the season. You don't need to do it every day. <laughs> no, you don't need to. 100%. I got you. No, I'm with you. And you know what? Everybody, and, and, everybody and should have protein. Glenn from hitting all of the, not all of them, from hitting the kiosks in the in uh, Epcot and trying some of the different snacks that are there, too. Glenn, well done. I gotta give, hang on. Oh, I don't have it set up, but I gotta give Glenn a bell next time I get the, well, here it is, the old-fashioned <laughs> bell. Okay, good. Okay, I was just gonna say. All right, so let's talk about um, some of the fun stuff that you did around the holidays, because again, the season's kind of closing out here for this year, but next year we'll be here before you know it, and people will be asking. You guys went down, I know Lem was asking about the timing and trying to get to as many storytellers, because that is something very unique to Epcot during Festival of the Holidays. So, did you get to see as many as you were hoping initially? And what did you think? Were there any that stood out to you? Was there any advice you have for folks that might be doing this next year? What were some of the highlights? Yeah, well, because we were at the Epcot Resort, we came in through the International Gate. And um, so we came in around 11 o'clock when, when World Showcase is opening. And so we just started right at France when um, uh, Père Noël came out. And we just started there and started working our way kind of backwards toward America and, you know, and on up to Norway in that direction. And the storytellers are timed out pretty well that you can leisurely walk from one to the next. Um, the only issue, we, it actually took us three visits to Epcot to see all of them, but we did, we did go to all of them. Um, I suppose that, you know, if you really dedicate yourself to it, you could do all of them in one day. We, but we had, um, you know, we had to go, we went, we went to Epcot that first day, uh, without really checking in. We dropped our bags at Boardwalk and then went into, um, World Showcase and then so, you know, at three o'clock or so, when we got texted that our room was ready, we left. So that took time out from going through the storyteller. So you probably could do all of the storytellers in one day if you wanted to, but you're going to have to dedicate your day to that. But Not I, do rides, I, not do anything else. And, and I probably wouldn't recommend that optimally, because if you're trying to see all the storytellers in one day, you're probably not getting, you're not enjoying each individual performance as much, right? If you see three, four, five at one day, you're probably appreciating them more than if you see, you know, nine or 10 performances in one day, because it's kind of becoming a blur. I, I would much prefer to do it the way you did kind of break it up with, you know, like see three or four here, you know, and come back. See, I, I would, you know, just personally, because, you know, if you're just trying to make it like, I got to get them all in, you're, you're just trying to kind of check things off of a box, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and I, it, it worked out really well for us uh, breaking it up, breaking it up like that. We were there at different times of the day, um, had different types of people around us at different times. Because um, that first day when we were just kind of going down the line, chunky chunk, the same people were basically moving yeah. with us. <laughs> it's like, but, okay, wow. uh, yeah. But it was nice because, um, you know, we went on a different day and we were over in Mexico at that point and was waiting for the mariachi band to come out. And um, uh, I liked, I'm short, so I like to be up front where I can see and take pictures. Um, but Len does not like crowds. And of course the sun. So he would usually would find a spot back somewhere. He can still hear and he gets a decent view. Um, so I'm just sitting there waiting for the mariachi band and I'm striking up conversations with the people around me. I did this at, at a couple of different uh, stops that we were waiting for the for the band to show up. And I, I like doing that. I like, I like starting up conversations with people you know, where you're from, what have you seen, which did you like best, and that kind of thing. So we got some good advice on which, oh, you can't miss. Um, and, oh, yeah, I agree with you. That one is the best kind of a thing. So and I, I like doing that. I like doing that. But, again, I'm an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Len is not. So <laughs> I hear you. That's, that's uh, my wife and I. Yeah, that's my, my wife's just like, yeah, I'm here. You know, like, just let me let me be. But, you know, here I am, you know, Mr. Microphone. So I'll talk to anybody. You know, and I, I love to get opinions, you know, because – you know, differing opinions are awesome, you know, to hear what, what'd you like, you know, why, why okay. If it's something I didn't like, like, why'd you like that? You know, what, what drew you to that, to that storyteller yeah. over my favorite? Like you're wrong. Like mine, you know, Mexico is the best, the mariachi band. You can't beat. What, what would you say was your favorite out of all um, of them? We both, we both agreed that we liked the Hanukkah storyteller best. Nice. Um, he was, he was very entertaining and, and the stories were interesting. We, we really liked, really liked him. Um, Len, of course, liked the mariachi band. Um, and oddly enough, the person I was talking to at the mariachi is like, oh, you can't miss the Dickens carolers over in America. They're, they're by far the best. So, oh, okay. So uh, we did eventually make it over to America for that. And I sat front row center, I'm underneath the dome and they came out in their beautiful Victorian uh, costumes and they sang and it was beautiful, but, um, I wouldn't say that they were the best. I think that I think the Hanukkah singer was was the best. Um, Len, who's a, kind of an aficionado of a cappella groups, and I had to agree with him. Uh, he said the, the the low there wasn't enough low voices, mm -hmm. or they weren't the low voices weren't loud enough. And I was basically sitting right next to one of the low voices, and I had to agree with him. So um, yeah, you're right. It's nice to get the differing opinions and 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 the advice, but we definitely thought the Hanukkah singer was the best one. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't gone to a festival of holidays for quite quite some time at this point, just because the way Marathon Weekend works out for the runners, it's really hard to get down there for that and then go back the second week of January. You know, it's just you know you only have so much so much time off and, and so many funds to, to make it happen, and it's you know it's one or the other. But like hearing all this, because I've been, it just makes me miss it because it is such a cool event. Because especially at Epcot, Epcot any time of the year world showcase is just amazing because you get this little snippet of all these cultures and what i really enjoy now that we're kind of getting back to the normal times is that you see people you know you'll see french people people from france in the france pavilion really proud of their country you know like this is this is where i'm from you know and once we get back to the cast members all working in those pavilions that's even better but then when you have you know these storytellers telling the basically origin stories of how they celebrate the holidays in their culture and their in their countries 
that's even better because I'm a huge Christmas fan. You know, I love the holidays. And so yeah. you're, you're just making me, I just, I got to get back. I'm so. Yeah. I, oh. Actually, another one that I, another one that I really liked was uh, Japan with the uh, Druma vendor. She was very entertaining and I, I didn't know anything about their New Year's holiday traditions that I thought. So I thought that was really interesting as well. So, yeah, you so you're learning all kinds of new stuff from very talented uh, entertainers and speakers and uh, really, really enjoyed it. Just going uh, and seeing all the different uh, ways that people celebrate. Yeah. Cool. Let me ask you about so, Okay. You guys did sprinkle in some attractions, some rides, you know, that are going to be there year round for those folks that are going and looking for some advice here, you know, moving January, February throughout the rest of the year, you know, outside of the holiday season. What were some of your favorites or anything that stood out to you as far as attractions, maybe old favorites or new favorites? What'd you think there? Um, well, we Haunted Mansion is always one of our favorite ones. And they don't do a Christmas overlay, at least not at Disney World. I, I believe they do at Disneyland, but um, uh, but we're there. We have to go on it. And um, something that even I don't think they did just a year and a, uh, you know, 14 months ago when we were there, they took they took a picture on the ride and then you know when you go through and the ghost the hitchhiking ghost mm -hmm. is there the picture that they took of us became our faces and he reaches down and pulls our faces off <laughs> and I, i've never seen them do that before so that was that was kind of impressive <laughs> good use of technology <laughs> yeah, yeah. very nice so that was yeah so that was something kind of new um and we normally don't do the speedway uh tomorrowland speedway cars uh, for a variety of reasons. Obviously, we're old enough to drive. It's no thrill. I, I mean, if I was um, sitting in traffic at four miles an hour, I can just go out under the, the highway. But, um, and, and the fact that they're still using gas motors for that, right. I feel sorry I for the cast members who have to breathe that all Seriously. day. Like, I know. Disney, I've always thought that. Like, electric motors. I don't know why they don't. What? Yeah. It, that I, That's like the biggest no-brainer of all time. That should have happened 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But we, but we went on it because it did have a Christmas overlay. And um, so, the, and, and the Christmas overlay was, was kind of cool. I, I, I mean, a lot of places have these around uh, their towns where you do drive through the park and they've got all the Christmas lights up mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, and so this was similar to that, but uh, Len's driving this silly little car and he's, he's hitting that center rail and oh, we're yeah. bouncing back and forth. And I'm like, you are a terrible <laughs> driver. <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't work like yeah. a regular car. <laughs> I, I'm with Len. Those things are the steering wheel is just a suggestion on those rides. Like they, you're not steering that thing. It's just there. It's like, it's like the steering wheel and like a cart at target. Like it doesn't matter. It's not hooked up. It, yeah. Boom. With a one step wheel. It <laughs> so that, so that was funny. I mean, to, to us, that was funny because it was, you know, it's not what we were expecting. The overlay really was nice, but we were just cracking up because the driving was so hard. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Put Len and I in a car together and that'd be something. Cause I, Nothing beats the crud out of you. <laughs> it's not. It's not comfortable. It stinks because of the gas. Yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know why they need to do something with that ride. Even though it's class. I mean, every. But it's like every nine year old boy's dream, right? Like, I mean, I remember when I was that age, man. I was like, oh, I'm gonna drive a car. I'm gonna. All I'm gonna do all day is drive the cars. So you mentioned you guys went to the Christmas party. I want to make sure we get in a couple tips there. So mm -hmm. what strategies did you employ as far as like doing just Christmas stuff? Or you know, you did sprinkle in some rides here. You did. Pirates, Haunted Mansion, the Speedway, the People Mover. So what did you think? Was it worth the money? Was uh, Did it meet your expectations? Any surprises? Um, a, a little bit. Um, we always make a point, or I always make a point. This is this is my, this is my rule. Um, if you're going to watch a parade, do it from Liberty Square. I agree. Okay? 
Um, it's, it's the beginning of the parade. The crowds are far less. And again, I'm short. And so they've got porches and places that you can actually stand up and get above the people that are on that front row. Um, so that's what I, that's what I like about it. it you're, the crowds are less and you can see, and you're at the beginning of the parade. So you don't have to wait for an hour for it to get down to you at Main Street. And they had um, reindeer wranglers, uh, some country singers that were entertaining us before the parade started. The country bear jamborees were out there dancing with them. Uh, so that was that was very entertaining. And much to my surprise, I'm standing there waiting for the parade to start. And I realized I'm smelling like cookies or, or something in the air. I swear Disney was pumping out a scent. Uh, and it was just like, Oh, this is magical. <laughs> See, I, I've never heard that. I mean, and, and I'll be honest. The, the one parade I do watch on Main Street is the Christmas parade sometimes just because the projections on, on the buildings on Main Street. But I, I think I have smelled something one time, but I thought it was just coming from the bakery. Now, you're way back in Liberty Square. So maybe there is something to this. But everybody, give us some feedback. Is there Are there smells in the Christmas party parade? Because... Maybe they're doing that. I don't know. I've never smelled anything out there before that was, <laughs> but smelled great. to be intentional. Like, yeah. like, like I said, it smelled kind of like Christmas cookies or something. It was, mm. and it was wonderful. I thought that was a wonderful touch. I need that. Um, the, yeah, and the parade, and the parade with the parade was fun. The parade is always is always fun. I was surprised how long it was. And uh, last night, Len and I were actually watching a documentary on on Disney um, about how they do the the switch over like overnight how you go to bed one night and you get up the next day and ta-da, the park has magically become Christmas land. And um, they said that this is actually the longest parade that they do every year. And wow. it, it is a long parade. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, it's a great parade though. Those it, it, oh. to me, just seeing the marching soldiers, you know, the wooden soldiers, like the nutcrackers, they're just, I mean, that, that is just, it, it's, it's like a Christmas movie come to life. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you're, you're standing in a scene from a Christmas movie. I love that. So, so I think any one of the, other tips one of the most party, exciting though? things that we saw was not um, getting a stepping away from the party for a second because we're talking about projections and, and cool stuff. We went over to Hollywood Studios and we watched the projections on the Tower of Terror. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had, I guess it's called Snope. Mm -hmm. It looks like yep. snowflakes coming down. Yep. They did that. They did that at the Christmas party as well, which was kind of a, ooh, <laughs> after the fireworks. But at the Tower of Terror, they actually shoot lasers back through it. And it just kind of lights up in front of you, floating in the air. It was very cool. <laughs> and let me just ask you about the Tower of Terror, because I agree. Isn't it amazing how crystal clear they can make those projections on the tower? I mean, to the point mm -hmm. where... It almost tricks your brain into into thinking like mm -hmm. these these toys are really falling right off the edge of this building, you know, or yeah. you know things are going up and down and all around. You know, it's it, it's amazing how yeah, far all, and how all quickly of the projections we saw because we saw the Tower of Terror and the Tower of Terror had like three three different shows. Mm -hmm. So if you just stick around for half an hour, you're going to see three different animations going on. Um, we saw the uh, Tree of Life Awakening, uh, there, and there are two different shows there. And same thing. I mean, that the, the tree in real life is, you know, bumpy and everything, but the projection on there is amazing. It just looks so real, it, it, the, like like it was on a, uh, on a on a flat screen. You couldn't tell that there was a bumpy tree behind it. And same thing with the castle. They've got everything so synchronized. And I guess the last one we saw, um, which is wasn't for Christmas. It was just the standard. Um, uh, wonderful world of animation on the on the Chinese theater. Um, and, but again, just crystal clear. It's amazing what they can do with those projections now. 
Yeah, I mean, the show itself is amazing, but I think you just nailed what gets me every time is that these are not flat screens. <laughs> They're showing these on. These are, you know, sometimes circular buildings that have texture, and it just disappears. It goes away when they put these, you know, project. And I do not know how that works because it's like it almost breaks physics. You know, I don't get it, but I love it. So Disney, your magic. That's all I got to say. It's yeah, magic. Absolutely. So that's what I do. Okay, so you did some other things, though, and I, I just want to list some of these that you did, maybe talk about a couple of these. You got to see the Dapper Dans, um, the animals in Savannah at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You saw Spaceship Earth, that the, the light show, which I love. I think that is a great touch, the beacons of light there. Um, Jammeters. So a lot of live entertainment this trip, and I think really, to me, I mean, this is just me, but and maybe it's the same for, for you and Len. Live entertainment is what separates Walt Disney World from Six Flags to me. Well, Six Flags has some live entertainment. It's the quality of live entertainment typically and the amount and just how it kind of leaves me after a performance like, wow, that was that was unique and that was mm -hmm. that was worth my time. So did you guys feel the same in any any highlights there? Yeah, um, We've seen the jammeters before, of course, but um, it's never like, oh, the jammeters are going to be at this location at this time. We have to be there. It's always like you, we come out of a building or we get off a ride and like, oh, oh, they're starting. And, and just the thrill of, of uh, hitting it at just the right time. Um, and they are fun. Um, they, you know, they engage really well with the audience and um, they, they look like they're having a blast beating on those trash cans. It's amazing what sounds they can make come out of a trash can right. in a bucket. I know. <laughs> I don't think I could, you know, but they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, we love live theater. Um, we go to concerts here in Baltimore um, all the time. We have season tickets to the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, um, to the Hippodrome uh, Broadway series. So we, we are... We love live theater and, and Disney just um, does it to a T. Um, and, and like I said, it's always uh, well done. You, you never see anybody kind of go, eh, you know, and they, they interact with the audience so well. You know, people can like we, like we were um, at one of the storytellers and the, you know, some kids started calling out to the performer and she just went right with it and responded to them and, and just, and rolled right on. And it's almost like, you know, did you plant that kid? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I'll give you an example too, because I always think the same thing, you know, how do they consistently have such high quality performers? You know, I know they have probably a lot of people that, you know, go up for every role. So they have a pretty good pick of the, the litter there, but for all of our races for run Disney, they always sing the national anthem before every race, which I love. That's very cool. But the thing is, the national anthem is sung at about 4.45 a.m. on a stage in the middle of a parking lot in Epcot. You know, like the Epcot parking lot at about 4.45 a.m. And typically it's cold, okay? I mean, it's usually, you know, because the sun isn't, it's not going to come up for another hour. And it's the middle of the night, basically. And they bring out, you know, some live performer from somewhere on property to sing it. You know, like a singer from, uh, you know, Festival of Lion King or... You know, some some just live performer, maybe somebody from like a, a Voice of Liberty you know, something like that. But it, it just it kills me because these people belt out, you know, for even just like a 5K race. They're out there. I mean, I'm just thinking I, I try to think about this person's perspective. They probably got out of bed at 2.30 in the morning. They're standing out in a parking lot. At like it's 42 degrees and they're singing like a songbird. In the middle of a parking lot, in the middle of the night. Like, how do you pull that off? You know, it's yeah, just like, consistently. Like, to do. Exactly. <laughs> like, you never signed up to sign to sing the national anthem at 4.42 a.m. in the middle of a parking lot, you know, in January. Like, but 
you're nailing it. Like it's it, that kind of that's you know because I think that's why I'm a Disney fan. Like I love the logistics of all that stuff. Like they can do that. But who would have thought about anybody having to do that? Having a singer sing in the cold in the middle of the night for the runners, but they pull it off consistently. So that's great. Okay, let's. I want to make sure we get everything in here. So you know, we talked about how you make a lot of meals at the villa, which is awesome. But you did eat out at some pretty cool places. So give us some highlights there. What were some of your better uh, better locations to dine? Um, I got to tell you about about two. The California Grill. Um, we had never been to the California Grill. I've never last been either. Time we were at the top of, of the contemporary. I think it was called Top of the World. And they did a Broadway show and review back then. Um, so it had been a very, very long time. And we know that Scotty G, that's one of his favorite places to go. It is. Um, so we went there before we went to the Christmas party. And um, so it was, uh, the, the fixed price menu. And we, I, both of us just basically licked our plates clean it was so good i mean um and it's a lot of food i, I mean we, we basically had to roll out of there and said oh my th thank goodness we're going to the magic kingdoms so we can walk some of this off but oh my gosh it was good really re not cheap but really really good and the other one was boma boma is one of len's favorite restaurants and it's the the basically the buffet of age of african inspired foods um and because it's a buffet, normally, like I said, I will talk to the chef and say, this is my restriction. And they'll say, oh, I can do this and this for you. And, um, but with a buffet, they, you know, they can't. So what I had expected was for the chef to walk me down the line saying, don't eat that, don't eat that. You can have that one. Don't eat that, don't eat that, don't, you know. Um, but he came over and um, his name was Dan. And um, he said, uh, yeah, I, we really, there's nothing on the buffet that we can really help you with. I'm going to have to make you something um, just for you. Wow. And so um, he came back, you know, a, a while later and, and get, gave me this beautiful plate. And I was just amazed at how gorgeous the plate was plated. It was uh, chicken, potatoes, rice, and green beans. I mean, it really wasn't, you don't walk away going, ooh, isn't that inspiring? But it was beautifully put on some kind of a, a tomato uh, sauce uh Light, lightly sauced uh, base there. And um, he's saying, uh, other than the rice, and he, and he pointed down to the, to the white rice. And that's when I realized the three scoops of white rice was a Mickey head. Ah, and nice. I literally applauded and like, oh, it's Mickey <laughs> rice. <laughs> and all the people around me are looking at me here. And I, he, made, he made my day and it was so good. It was so good. It was just like made my meal, you know? I, um, Everybody around you probably said, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Len uh, going, he, now Len made it, made an effort to take just small portions because it is a huge buffet. Yeah. They made just take a little of this, a little of that. So he could try several different things. And then he hit the peanut rice uh -huh. and he said, oh my gosh, this is so good. And he went back at least two, maybe three times and got bigger scoops of peanut rice. I think he even got it when he went up to get dessert. Yeah. He loved the peanut rice. There's a chowder. <laughs> There's a chowder on that buffet that I get just like Len gets his peanut rice because I can't, I cannot stay away from it. It is so good. It is worth the price of admission. <laughs> I, get, I get it with my dessert. I think I get one more. I'm getting a little half bowl. You know, my grandma, when she was alive, God bless her soul. She'd always say, how about just another penny's worth? That's what she'd always say. Like after church, we'd have, uh, we'd have dinner. She'd say, you know, you want nickels worth? Just, just a penny's worth. And I saw, you know, like, I'm just going to go get another penny's worth, you know, inflation. It's another 
12 bucks worth, but you know, what, <laughs> what can you do? I'm glad you had a great meal there. Um, that that's awesome. Now, um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, three bridges at Coronado. You guys mm -hmm. ate there. What'd you think of that? Because I'm, I'm, I still haven't made it there and I'm so curious. Yeah. We, we have like never it? even been to Coronado Springs before. So that was, uh, so we went and uh, was kind of checking out the, the area. Um, what surprised me, pleasantly surprised, was that the, basically it's an open restaurant. It really has no walls. Mm -hmm. um, the weather while we were there was amazing. It was in the uh, upper 70s and no humidity every single day. It was, it was perfect. So um, it, was, it was really nice. Um, uh, the, our, our server there was a, a gentleman named Manny from Kissimmee or Kissimmee. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, but he, he was uh, very good. I'd be drinking my soda and, and it was, I literally am thinking, mm, I'm getting low on this. I'm going to need to get another one next time Manny comes by. I put my soda down. He was right there putting a new one down. It was like he read my mind. That's how they are in uh, cruise line. There's a cruise line. They're all like, it's crazy. It's like they're ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so Len had gotten um, some uh, some kind of uh, peppercorn, like Szechuan peppercorn wings or something. And I got uh, steak and fries, really good. Um, apparently, they're known for margaritas, maybe? Or mimosas, oh. I think. Mimosa, okay, yes. yes. Uh, and we don't Pam drink Forrester. alcohol. Yeah, okay, so yeah, we no, did, I think it's mimosas. It. Yeah. We saw the bar uh, over there and people were getting samplers of everything. So uh, apparently that's really good too. <laughs> yeah, they do like a, and they sangria too. I think they do like a, they do a class on how to make mimosas and sangrias. Like you can do group class. Because uh, the Magic for Less did a class there. I wasn't there, but I, I've heard all about it from our agents. It was it was a hit. Okay, so moving away from the, the, the meals though, no Walt Disney World vacation is complete without snacks. I mean, you guys have Mickey bars. We already talked about this before we hit record. You got to have a Mickey bar, right? It's not a Walt it's, Disney it's World vacation. Disney if you don't have at least no. one Mickey bar. Or yeah. five. I mean, I mean, seriously, you got to have more than one. I mean, go on now. But uh, what, any other ones that you would recommend folks try as we move through, you know, you got to make a good New Year's resolution. Forget going to the gym. Make a resolution to get one of these good snacks this year in 2023. What do, what do you recommend? Uh, well, Len, Len went to the um, uh, the spring roll cart out in Adventureland and uh, and got and got that because everyone said um, I a, a, in Epcot they were doing the cookie stroll. We very intentionally did not sign up for the cookie stroll. We just thought we really don't need all those extra calories. Um, <laughs> but I saw one listed that I just had to have, um, and it was a, a shortbread cookie with um, uh, a dolce like. Le, le, was it Dolce Crema? And anyway, the, the caramel type yeah, stuff. So I, I, mean, I, I get these. Um, I had never heard of that until mm -hmm. at the grocery store. They have um, puddings that are that Dolce de Leche or something, I think is what yeah, it's called. It's, and like it's, it's basically like vanilla pudding with a little caramel on top. They're sugar-free, 60 calories. Those are my go-to every day when I'm, when I'm working. <laughs> They're so good. Yeah, so, I mean, and I kept talking. I kept saying... We have, we have to go get that cookie. We have to go. And it, it was like three or four, you know, almost the end of our trip. And I'm like, I'm getting that yes. cookie. <laughs> We're not going home. We're not going to Maryland until I get my cookie. Until I get that cookie. <laughs> um, and it, it was, it, it's, it's shortbread. So it's very, it starts off very dry. You take a bite and it just like takes all the water out of your mouth. But, um, but then uh, it's, it, it, it it does. It, it doesn't. You're not like, oh my god, I need a drink. You're, it, it's. It, I really enjoyed it. I, it was good flavor. Um, they had a lot of cookies. We were very good and and passed on all of them, but that one, that was the one I had to have. <laughs> and I did see because Len is not with us here on the air, but he is in the chat with us, which we really appreciate. He got the crumb cake. 
over at the Boardwalk Deli, which I'm telling you what, you still get. They still have it, even though it used to be the Boardwalk Bakery, not the Boardwalk Deli. They still have it. And I think there's another location that is actually that has it, too. I saw it the other day online. I can't remember where. Um, but I'll give you the update on that because I'll be down for Marathon Weekend here in the next week. And I'll let you know. But, yeah, one of the best bargains. Great, huge snack. And I can't recommend that enough. Now, I want to wrap this up because we're getting a little bit long here. But I, we could talk for you. This trip are perfect. But um, you have some miscellaneous notes here that I wanted to make sure that we address because I find them super interesting. I mean, even things like you saw a ton of matching shirts, you know, and sometimes they're hit or miss, but I mean, I guess you were, maybe Christmas is, well, you know what? Maybe Christmas does lend itself to matching shirts. Cause you get like PJ sets and stuff like that. Maybe, maybe it was the holidays. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too, because like I said, 14 months ago, obviously people are wearing matching shirts, but I, we saw more of them now. And I thought maybe it's just the holidays and you see the, the, the ones that say, I'm only here for the snacks. And the, and the other one is saying, I'm only here for the rides. And, um, grandma had one that said, I'm only here for family time. And dad says, I'm only here to pay the bills. I hate when the, I don't like the ones where they're like most expensive day ever though. You know, I we know, all know I, that you don't have to remind me of that. I'm here to have fun. You know, stop. Yeah, there was a there was a wide variety a wide variety of different ones but so many of them i just couldn't believe how many matching t-shirts there were that's funny now you also mentioned that you had some fun at the quiet pool because we always talk about feature pools you kind of even mentioned storm along bay over at beach club which is an amazing pool but scott is kind of an advocate of this he loves the quiet pools you know even over coronado springs there's a great quiet pool over at the casitas by the little mini health club um and you, it looks like you guys had some time there and got to, you know, speak with other guests and just ha- get a little relaxing time at the, at the quiet pool rather than the feature pool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. Um, there, when we were there with the family, we went to the, to the feature pools. My grandson loved uh, being there when the cast members were playing the games and things. And, and we enjoyed watching him play the games and things, but the quiet pool is just really nice. It's, it's really relaxing. You really get away from all the hubbub that's going on out there. And after a busy morning in the park and you've got a busy evening coming up, it's nice to get that quiet break. And they've got the hot tub. So you could just, that's, and that's where we were speaking to the other, uh, one of the other guests. We just climbed in the hot tub. He was already there and we just sat and soaked and, and had the, the jets hit us. And oh, where are you from? Upstate New York. And, da, 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 da. and we just, you know, just had a nice long conversation with, with, with somebody we never met. We will probably never see again, but it was just, uh, it's a nice way to just, really relax. No, I, I'm hundred percent with you there because I've talked to people, you know, cause sometimes I go down for media stuff. Sometimes I'm down for races. You know, there's, there's quite a few times that I go down without the family just because of circumstances. Pam has to still teach and the girls are here, there and everywhere with their obligations. And so, you know, I'll go, you know, I'll stay at Coronado Springs. So I'll go to the hot tub, you know, for just a few minutes, you know, just to kind of get you relaxed to get to go to bed, you know, and, and, a lot of times you just kind of strike up a conversation with people in there and you might talk to somebody from France or somebody from Australia. You know, I'm from Missouri. I don't, I don't get to talk to people outside of the States very often. So I find it very interesting to kind of learn about them a little bit. But then one time I was talking to a couple and they were from, you know, pretty far away. And the other couple in there is like, are you Mike from the VR guest podcast? Cause they knew my voice and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm sitting here with a listener of the show. So you, you just never know. And I, you, you kind of mentioned that as well under these notes is that it is kind of fun to take, the time, if you're that kind of a personality, not everybody is, a lot of people are introverts, but you can really 
enhance your vacation and learn a lot at the same time and actually kill a lot of time too, make it more enjoyable just by interacting with other guests. There's a lot of, you know, cause you're all there having a good time for the most part. Nobody's going to work. Nobody's dealing with, you know, negative stuff typically at Walt Disney world. Everybody's having fun. And so it's a good time to talk to people. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm, I, I do the pin trading to, to less, to some degree. And I have a, a, a safari hat with lots of pins on it. And um, that's usually a conversation starter. Oh, I like your hat. Um, we were in line for the Jingle Cruise and I heard a woman who was clearly talking to a young child say, um, oh, look at all the pins on her hat. You know, so I turned around and she's holding, I don't know, two and a half, three year old. And um, the dad says, um, yeah, this is his first pin uh, trading lanyard. And oh, I'm like, wow. oh, well, that's a big occasion. And I reached into my pocket and I gave him one of my trading pins. And uh, we just, you know, we just chatted for a few minutes about, of course, the little two-year-old was kind of shy, but, um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so we just chatted for a few minutes and just, you know, um, it, 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 it's that Disney spirit that just gets into you, you know? It is. And he'll have a story. You have a story. And, you know, he has actually a physical pin that you know it was probably in his bedroom you know or on some pin board or still on the lanyard maybe you know i like to think maybe it's hanging off his bedpost i don't know what kids bedrooms look like anymore it's what mine looked like in the you know <laughs> 70s and 80s I, I don't know but you you made a moment you shared a moment together and you know that's it, it, you know it, it again here i get, go getting a little philosophical but i think walt disney world gives us the opportunity to come together as people and it's a lot easier to do that when you're at a place where a lot of the pressure is off. You know, you're not hearing the news every day. You're not stressed about the economy. You know, we all have those external factors in our life 24-7, even when you're at Walt Disney World. But the, I think for me, at least, and a lot of us, I think, that listen to the show, we get to turn that off for three, four, five, seven days while we're down there and just, you know, kind of be people and be good to each other. And I love see, even if you're an introvert, it's good to see people just having having fun, you know, cause I go solo many times, but I just get a kick out of watching dads and daughters walking hand in hand down main street makes me miss my girls, but man, it's good for the soul. It's good. You know, it's good to have a place to escape like this. Do you agree with that? Oh, abs absolutely. And, um, you hear, you hear kids, you know, crying when they're, when they're having to leave the park because they've had so much fun. And, so, and you know, we kind of said, there's no crying at Disney, but you know why they're crying because they had such a good time and they don't want it to be over. But you know, uh, um, it, it, yeah, so it's, it, it is, it's, it's definitely a place for making memories. Absolutely. One other observation I wanted to hit real quick before we, we duck out of here and let everybody kind of get on with their, uh, they're wrapping up at the New Year's holiday is that you you notice that at check-in, it looks like, that the, the cast members were greeting guests instead of, and, and, and most of our listeners know, the DVC resorts typically will welcome guests with a welcome home, especially DVC members. That's been just part of the dogma forever for Walt Disney World. You know, like if you go to, a you know, Boardwalk Villas, you know, Old Key West, what have you, Animal Kidani. They're going to give you a welcome home when you check in rather than, you know, hello, you know, or, you know, like on the what they tell you at Holiday Inn or whatever. I've been to it, man. It's just a, hey, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. You're here. But now, you notice they were saying friends. Now, I wonder if that was just those particular cast members or if this is a system. Board. Okay. You, you saw it consistently because yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that yet. That's it. Yeah. To um, me, that's it, kind it, of disappointing a little bit because I, the welcome home, I, I'm very no, traditional. Still, though. You're doing the welcome home, which is nice to hear again. Okay, because, good. Cause uh, I still yeah. doing it for a while. Um, so, so it was wonderful to have, you know, three people, you know, welcome, say welcome home when we walked into the boardwalk, but we noticed um, that they started 
referring to people as my friends or, um, hello, friend, how many are in your party? Nice. You know, that kind of a thing. Um, we, when you're in line and they, and they ask how many are in your party and you say two and they're like, okay, follow my friends down that way, you know? And so everybody was just friends. These are my friends. And we thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Cause I, I still like the way, and I love that the friends, the inclusivity, but I just, I don't want to get rid of the walk of home. Cause that's just something that always, you know, like the two finger, two, two finger, the two finger point. Right. I mean, that's like, you know, you're Walt Disney world. You know, when you see that from a cast member, when you hear welcome home, it's like, well, no, I'm not at the Ramada. <laughs> you know, like they're not like welcoming home. They're like, sucker, go to, you know, room number 728. You know, you're on 74. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think when we were there a year ago, um, they had not said welcome home. And we were like, what? Yeah. Where, where's the welcome home? I'm here. Um, so we were very happy when we arrived this time and they said welcome home. It's like, okay, it's back. Good. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, this has been so much fun. We could, you know, we could go forever here, but. Let me, let me kind of wrap this show up, how I do with a lot of guests. So do you have any like one last story or one last memory or something you'd like to share? Maybe a tip for folks that are traveling here in 2023 that that could help them. doesn't have necessarily be from this trip because you guys are Disney experts. Um, you know, just final thoughts as we, as we close out the show. Um, as you said, planning, planning helps, but don't over plan either. Be open to whatever, whatever comes your way. Um, when we first started going, you know, decades more ago, um, I would, you know, okay, we're going to be at this park, we're going to do this ride, and then we're going to do that ride. And, you know, I was trying to to get through and make sure we hit all the, hit all, everything and check the schedule so we're there on the right time. And now it's like, yeah, we're going down for four days and we'll just, you know, because we have to make park reservations, we know what park we're going to be in. But other than that, come what may, you know, it, it, oh, that line is, that line is too long. Let's walk. Oh, this line is short. We'll get in this one, you know. Um, and uh, it just is, a lot, a lot less stressful that way. And you get to really just enjoy it and see things that you might not have noticed before. That's exactly right. Because when, when you say that, what I hear is like, you, you get to avoid the stress and what you're doing is you're, you're taking, because if you have a strict plan, there's so many, there's so many obstacles that can arise, you know, because if you're like, well, we're going to make sure we do jungle cruise. Like we have to do jungle cruise before lunch. If you say that, and then the line never dies down from like 180 minutes your whole day is thrown off because that was like you were set in stone that you had to do jungle cruise. But if you take the opportunity, like you said, like, let's just let's just kind of see what happens with this day. And if we do jungle cruise, that's great. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. Maybe the line will be shorter, you know, the next day, next time we're here. And, you know, I, I but we all, tr you know, we all travel differently. We've been many times, you know, you and Len and myself and, you know, a lot of our listeners. But yeah, I understand where people, you know, maybe only get to go every five years and it's a different situation where you really want to make sure that you get to do these big headliner things because, you know, you've been looking forward to them and you've seen them, but you've never got to do them ever before and you want to. So I get it, but you're right. When you can have that, when you can cut down on the pre-trip anxiety and when you're in the parks, just to kind of see what comes to you rather than you chasing after it. It's a whole different perspective. Like it puts yeah, your mind at ease. Al along those lines, I mean, there were some things that we definitely wanted to do. The Jingle Cruise was one of them because it had that Christmas overlay. So we uh, went to Magic Kingdom and that was pretty much the one thing we wanted to do before we went back for the Christmas party. And then the line was, uh, the posted time was like 90 minutes or something. And, but we was like, this is the one thing we want mm -hmm. to do. So we're going to stand in line. Um, you know, other people like, no, we've got other things we want to do. They might go find something else. But we had no problem standing in line because that was the one thing we wanted to accomplish. And we weren't trying to get to someplace else next. Right. So grab a yeah. snack and make the most yeah. of it. 
Exactly. Why, Jen, thanks for coming on the show. Len, thanks for being here as well. Even though we didn't hear your voice, you were here. We appreciate you. No, seriously, you guys have been friends of the show for quite a long time and I appreciate your support and, uh, Wow, what a trip. And it was just great to relive it here with you. And I wish you guys the best in 2023 and beyond. Thanks for starting the year with us. First show of the year here on the podcast. I'm glad to have you. Thanks, Mike. See you later. All right. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We are standing by here in the new year, getting ready to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. You know what? As you go into work here to start off the year, tell your boss, I'm going to Walt Disney World or I'm headed out on the Disney fantasy or the Disney wish. I'm going to take a Disney cruise. You got all that, that, you know, you got to schedule that PTO that everybody talks about. I don't get that stuff. I just got to go, you know, I got to figure it out here because I'm self-employed, but everybody else, Scott always tells me about his PTO. And I'm like, uh, that was GTO. That was a car my dad always wanted in the sixties. No PTO paid time off. You got a whole new bunch of it. So let's take a vacation. Let's get it on the calendar here in 2023. I'd love to help you with that. So swing by the magic for less.com. We'll help you plan an amazing Disney vacation. You know all about it. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop this year. That would really help us out. It does help support everything we do. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You allow us to put these shows out more than really any other podcast out there. Three, four, five shows a week. We just uh, keep them coming. And you guys, I appreciate you taking the time to listen each week. If you'd like to get that bonus show, it's called Mike in the Midwest. I'm sure it's going to be a chilly one again this week. Check it out. Uh, it's over at patreon.com slash podcast. Give me a follow on the social media because I'm headed to Walt Disney World on Wednesday. So in two days, I'm getting on a jet plane, heading down to, where's my first stop? Publix with Scotty G for Chicken Tenders Pub Sub. Then we're going to Walt Disney World and we're going to have lots of coverage from there. We're going to run four races. We're at least going to try to run four races, get six medals, and have all kinds of fun pictures on Instagram and Twitter. So I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. Give me a follow. I'm solo. Well, I'm with a family of hundreds of lizards, but I'm going to be posting a lot to social media. I would love to have you ride right along with me on the airplane as we go through the parks. I'm staying at Pop Century. We're going to have a good time. So follow me on social media. would love to interact with you this coming week. All right, no live show this Sunday night because I will be um, in a lot of pain. Uh, if I make it, I will be in extreme pain because this will be the end of Dopey. I will have just finished 48.6 miles. I don't even know if I had to, if I could talk for an hour. If, if I brought the gear to Florida, it probably would not be possible. I'm, I'm, this is the worst shape I've ever been in, so send one up. Send a prayer up for me on Saturday night that I can get through. It's like, all of us, there's many of us in this boat, so... Everybody, Saturday night, put it on your calendar. Tell your Google calendar. Send a prayer up for all the lizards that didn't train enough this year for Sunday morning because it's going to be an ugly one out there. But we're going to make it. We're going to get there. But just giving you a little heads up. We're going to, this is going to, this is going to be an adventure on Sunday. I'm already sweating bullets, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we're going to get out of here and wish you a great Monday and a very happy new year. And so glad that we had Jen and Len on the show from out in Maryland. I'm Mike here in Missouri, wishing you a great Monday. You stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.